G'day guys, welcome to TK's Playbook, where I break down the winners, losers and black bookers from each game. The Playbook article is brought to you by Game Day Squad. Create, coach, compete in Fantasy 40, be the coach and win. Download the app and play now. Now round five, pretty good round, scored 1,003. This is before updates, recording this a little bit early. So my rank is 3867, which was up from 5,968 from last week. So just keep chipping away, really like what... I'm seeing at the moment. So I can't pick a captain to save myself. Had Hopgood this week. So anyone want to reach out and help me on that one? I'd love it. Great trade from Carrigan to Hosking. Carrigan got managed, so he got a 35 fantasy points. And he lost 15K while Hosking smashed it out for 59, made 75K. Started looking at buy planning at the moment. I've got 11 players that qualify at the moment. But that does include Walshie as well, who I think might go to origin. I think we've got to start planning, having a look at those 13 and 20, which I think will be very, very important ahead. Now, trades on mind, I've got no trades on my mind. got a fully fit squad. I've got 350K in the bank for my next purchase. So that's going to probably be Nico Hines in round seven. So really looking forward to probably... I might just go to Haas for a little bit of safety or Harry Grant this week and then just... Kind of lock in my captain. We'll have Tanner Boyd and Cam Pereira. It's going to be interesting with a few different games because the Dragons are playing Titans this week and then the Doggies are going to have to back up on Friday night really quickly. So I might even play Isaac Thompson in that one. But all my cashies are moving in the right direction and I'm pretty happy where I'm sitting at the moment considering, yeah, I've pretty much got the team that I want minus Nico. So I'm really happy with that. So hopefully I can get a better captain selection and continue to move up the ranks next week. Looking at player charges, Bally Simonson, a grade three high tackle, two to three matches there. Fines for Lachlan, Fitzgibbon, Herman, SASA, Michaeli, Ravalawa, Jack DeBellin, Fanua Pole, and Junior Tupo. Now, hip drops in the Sunday games, so you're probably looking at Nikore, Fanukin, and Ockenball getting cited there. Now, injuries with Viliami, kick out, concussion at training. He'll miss for rounds five and six. James Tedesco failed to HIA. He's out of round six. And Josh Shushta, quad cork. He should be back next game. James Fisher-Harris, suspected MCL, looking at nearly four weeks there. Matt Frawley, broken hand. They're talking about six weeks out. Now, Alex Johnston, HIA. He'll be missing from Good Friday's game as well. Ben Travojevic, hamstring, so unfortunately that plagues that family. Matty Kroker, ribs. Christian Tuopolotu, he injured his knee. And next one, Tyson Gamble, HIA. Jaden Sewer, calf. Anthony Milford, hamstring. Toby Rudolph, foot. Maxi King, a pretty nasty eye injury. And Raymond Fatala, Mariner, he got a concussion pretty much in the third minute. So he'll be missing on... Friday as well. So looking at the games now, Roosters versus Eels. Really love what I saw from the Roosters in this one. They really started to click a lot earlier than previous seasons as well. Look, the unselfishness of their halves, big standout there. Sammy Walker, it wasn't my path to Nico Hines, but he's also making it very easy not to make the trade. The standout of this game was the improved kicking game, and particularly his defense. He's only missed one tackle in three games, so he's just rock solid in front of Cartwright all night. Great support play, and I love that Harbour bridge ball as well. Drew Hutchison, big shout out to him. He's not fantasy relevant, but massive rap. Just a great team man. Also think that he's half IQ. Just does let him see a lot of things out there in the centers before a lot of other people do. Now, Jackson Pollock, he's starting to really believe in his size and ability. Issue now is he's probably getting a little bit too expensive, 500k. People would probably say that he's trial alone, but that's kind of what his job is, and he's doing it well. Outside of both Sam Walker and then eventually when Joey Money returns as well, I think he's only going strength from strength. Currently has an average of 157 metres 
Three tackle breaks, 1.3 line breaks, and 1.3 tries. Dual position currently very low owner. So if you want to lock in maybe an Isaac Thompson upgrade if you're not trusting him, I think he might be a not bad one there. Now, the buy did cheese, the wallet of good. Had a handy 48 fantasy points in 68 minutes. A lot better defensive output. Still not really seeing him run much, though. So that is his strength. So maybe that will return in the coming weeks. So I don't think I would ever imagine picking him up again. But who knows? Other people that haven't done it might want to do it. Now, Teddy was looking pretty good before his net, his head knock. I did think that Bailey Simonson was lucky not to get sent off in this one. So, Teddy, he was looking really lively, but unfortunately, he only scored 39 fantasy points in his low-minute game there. So, with his 61 break-even, he's going to lose close to 50K. We'll miss next week for sure. On return against Cronulla, we'll have a massive break-even. Could potentially fall below 600K as well, which would definitely put him in buy consideration despite his origin status. His track record of head knocks definitely is a significant concern, though. Now, the Wallabies, they should be looking to sign Bill Penasini. He's absolute gun. That try put on for Gutho with that, with that offload was just pure class. Hopgood was busy, but only 62 minutes was really, really unusual, especially in a week where I captained him. So with Paulo not playing, very, very unusual. Matto D will cop a duel pretty much shortly after next round. Keep on the radar, radar for origin period. <laughs> think he'll fall short of New South Wales, but he'll probably be in the extended squad, but a very consistent player, someone that won't let you down. I think the Cardi party, which extended pretty much into a Cardi bender, could finally be over. They're talking about Lane being back next week. 33 fantasy points, probably more of a Cardi-style performance, but for those that own him from the first round, one of the great cashies of all time, probably make close to 300k there. Now, 6% of people, for some reason, got on the Brendan Hands, like... That's a real, real strange one. He got 30 minutes in this one. Didn't score as freely. Only scored a 16 this time. But realistically, he only make a small amount of money. I still don't know how the NRL have not put a stop to him playing at the moment. So, real interesting one. 2.6% of people also have Josh Holdson for some reason. So, sell him before this one just gets too out of hand. Dylan Brown, he's developed this really bad habit of these no-look passes. And I think it's only getting worse. He'll improve with Laney back in the team. That's for sure. He's on my radar for potential origin, like coverage, because I think he's a quality player. And, you know, Lane and him was just probably the best combination in the NRL last year. So I'm expecting that to help him out. Like, he hasn't scored a try yet, and he had a half a try. He had a, a try every second game last year. So there's no doubt he's, his base is actually still there. It's still quite impressive. So when you think about maybe a bit of luck turning his way, plus Laney being back in the starting lineup, I do expect that trend to start working back in his favor. In the, so keep him on the radar. Next game, Raiders versus Penrith. That was a pretty embarrassing second-half performance from the Raiders. Embarrassing probably for me too because it's called win the chin now because he's just embarrassing the hell out of me. But nice game by my mate Cleary. Made me pretty, look pretty silly. He's back to, you know, he's got his eight goals in this one. So, scored a nice little try there, backing up from uh, Lindsay Smith, of all people. But he was just pretty consistent throughout the game. I thought Luai was much better in this one as well. I don't think, I don't think it's even a debate. I think he'll be Origin 6. I don't think there's anyone else that can actually play the role that he can next to Nathan Cleary there. Now, Zach Hoskins, he made an easy 75K, very balanced 80-minute performance. Love what I saw in his 59 fantasy points. Defends well, runs a beautiful line. I think with Scotty Sorensen, also played very, very well on the left edge as well. But he's part of the mid-rotation, so I can see probably Liam Martin maybe slot, slotting there in on the left edge. That's really two high-level performances in a row, and I don't think... Ivan Cleary is going to miss that at all. So be very hard to drop him from here. I still think he's a buy. Now, big bad Lindsay Smith could be a goer. 
James Fisher-Harris may be looking to miss up to four weeks on this one. So he had 112 metres gained, 24 tackles, five tackle breaks and an offload. He's a very, very big guy and a very, very good player. Definitely consider him if you're kind of looking for a cash down and a little bit of cheap cash, especially if the news is confirmed that Fisher-Harris is out for four weeks. Now, Truva, finally on the board. Less run metres in this one, but I love the way this bloke just carries himself from week to week. Mitch Kenny was a little bit disappointing. Only had 21 fantasy points in 57 minutes. Did have no sunny Luke in this one, so got those big minutes, but only really had two metres gained from dummy half. So, And with three missed tackles, a bit of a sloppy one there for Mitch Kenny. Now, the Raiders, they were gutless. I don't know how Sticky keeps his job, to be honest. This is not just now. Like They've been out misperforming for a number of years now. And when you think about it, it was 13-6 at halftime, and the Penrith got on the board early, like, I don't know what you have to do to put your two props back onto the field. Now, without Whiten and no say sign of Savage, look, I probably would be hanging off Raiders players to bring in for the time being. The only relevance at the moment is Tomoko and Young. And then if you've got Harley Smith Shields, I think it's time to sell him. Tarpin is well off the pace. I don't think you need to sell him anytime soon, but I don't think he's anywhere near the keeper we saw towards the back end of the year. Black Book, Lindsay Smith, I think you definitely need to keep him in your sights. Now, South and Melbourne, this this was a good game. Non-Chin and Nico owners, they'll be pretty happy, especially if you backed one of Cam Murray, Harry Grant, and Damian Cook, who all scored huge in this one. Harry Grant was just an energizer in this one. Both sides of the ball. Huge kicking game in this one, 198 kick metres, was offloading at will with four. He did have 11 of demerit, so he could have close to tunned up in this one. So while I did recommend trading Carrigan, I didn't recommend trading Murray, as I think there definitely is a scoring difference, particularly with their minutes played as well. So Mars actually looks pretty good price at the moment. It's just kind of, do you want to pick him up leading into the origin period as well? So I don't know, 72 minutes is still a lot of minutes for... Cam Murray, so that'll probably continue as well. Now, Liara, he had 19 demerits, but still knocked out a 43. Katoa also came back to the pack in the second half with a 35, and he also had 10 demerits. So a little bit to work on for both of them there. Now, hold into that round nine buy, which I think then they probably will both be close to a peak, and then you can kind of reassess. You might even want to hold them for a little bit more after the buy. I love what I'm seeing from Jonah Pezzett, super poised, and he's even overcalling Munster on the field, which I really like. Has a bit to clean up in his defense, but he runs the team well. Not telling you to pick him up in fantasy. Jerome uses back next week anyway, but I think over the next couple of years, he's going to develop into a first grader somewhere else. Now, Remus Smith, he had the best game of his of his year. Now, super aggressive in defense. Really like what I saw in attack as well. Probably have too many Storm players at the moment to consider him, so probably need to give him a miss. It was great to see Hame Saleh back from his nasty HI against the Roosters. He did get 47 minutes in this one, so 30 tackles, 96 meters gain, so really setting a nice base in this one. Just two things to consider is just how far away Arrow and Tatola are from him keeping these minutes, and if you're planning for round 13, you also got to figure if you've Currently got enough mids to qualify for that round. Black Book, Jonah Pezzett, as I've already mentioned. Manly Newcastle, another great game. Don Dom Young with a huge four-try effort in this one. 79 fantasy points. Massive response. I can't really see Heimel Hunt coming back anytime soon. Love what I saw from Greg Marsu. Saving tries, scoring tries, great base. And the right edge of Frizzell, Hastings, Gagai, and Young is a real handful for anyone. Now, both fullbacks were fantastic. Lockie Miller, fantasy points of 71 in this one. He's just going from strength to strength. Ticks a lot of boxes in this one. So if you're not holding him, I've got no idea where the hell, what you've been watching for the first five rounds because you really, really need him. Turbo, he had a downgrade from, uh, he had a mid-60s until Sunday morning. Then he 
he downgraded back to 56. But great touches and did rack up 278 metres, gained three line break assists and two tries. Only thing he's not doing at the moment is consistency. He's coming in and out of the game. They need him there for the full 80 minutes. Now, DC, he scored a heap of junk points in this one. He finished with a respectable 46 fantasy points, but again, no attacking stats for him. I thought Jack Johns was brilliant in this one. Best on ground for the first 25 minutes setup. He scored a great try up the guts, defended well, great link service as well. He only got 41 minutes. They took ages to bring him back on, but realistically, if he did get around that 60 minutes, he could turn out to be a nice cashy. Leo Thompson and never, we're not calling him Eeyore anymore because he's great. 55 and 59 minutes. Shout out to Gerbo. He did get through 90 minutes and was absolute stellar throughout. I did think Jackson Hastings was very good with his direction and control on this one. Season high, 660 kick meters. And he's approaching a third date of consistency, 49 and 53. Only issue, I do think he's carrying either a leg or foot injury because halfway through, yet again, he gives up the goal kicking, which is a really bad sign. Now, Braley, he was in the wars with the bloody nose, but he knocked out a really good 52. Most of it coming in the second half. Defensive orientated player, but a good player to kind of carry, especially around that origin period. Two cashies, mids, Croker and Kepi. Conflicting games. Croker actually were not too bad with 39 in 47 minutes. Wasn't too bad considering a HI check and also rib issues toward the end. Kepi came on firing, but it could only manage a 24. Had four missed tackles and just a few demerits there. Be nice to know what's wrong with Lachlan Croker because definitely it it might be... Um, look, I'm not a physio, but it looks like... Probably an AC joint injury, considering that he went off, then came back on. Looked like he was dying at times as well. Now, Blackboard Carol Weeks, he did score a great try. Looked dynamic up the middle, however. Did have a silly strip, which nearly cost them the game towards the end as well. Jack Johns, as I've mentioned, keep him in the black book as well. Now, Talking League is partnering with Game Day Squad to create our own very official Fantasy League competition. That's been running for two weeks now. We're giving away two and a half grand per week. That's going to go on for another two weeks. So, still not too late to join up www.gamedaysquad.com.au or just download the app. Stay tuned into our socials and we'll give all the details on who's the prize uh, winners. Well, like I said, 2500 lead code is NRL0HRKT. All that will be in the show notes as well. You can, like I said, register now for free at www.gamedaysquad.com.au or simply download the app today. Just remember, we'll be at Lefty's Music Hall. That will be on May 6th. That'll be on the Saturday of Magic Round. So come meeting all the crew and we'll do a live show from 1pm. First game that day is at 3pm with the Warriors and the Panthers. Alright, next online, Dragons and Dolphins. Now, Benny Hunt, he had a great game. He's a little bit of a flat track bully, but isn't he? Like, doesn't play that very well against the good teams, but did play pretty well on this one, 69, 68 there. Amon, he did make his comeback, but could only knock out a 20, so don't go anywhere near him. Birdie knocked out 80 minutes in this one. Looked great. Plenty of energy. He had eight tackle breaks, and that's even with Jack DeBellin, who came back off the bench. He actually knocked out 47. He'll be better for the run. Keep him in the black book as well, especially if you want a mid, who I think will come back down in price, considering they're working him back into the season. Tyrell Sloan. It's hard to be mad at him, but he was nowhere for 70 minutes. Then he really put the foot on the, the pedal. Scored a great try there towards the end, and just junk time just really, really saved him in this one. So he'll continue to make some great cash. Lemu Elu did, did well to knock out 36, considering 18 demerits. Also with Anthony Milford going down early, that didn't help him at all. Now, miracles do happen, and Ben Murdoch-Masilla hit a 35 
actually played pretty good. Give him a wrap for this one. We'll make us money. So need no need to be trading him out anytime soon. Hammond did look a little bit gun-shy in this one. He let the ball bounce on heaps of occasions. So I don't know if he was carrying an injury or maybe a niggle or something like that, but did score a nice try to get his score a little bit higher up there towards the end. Poor Jack Bostock. I'm not sure what he did to anyone from the Dragons, but he got smashed consistently in this one. Now, given Milf only lasted 80 minutes, it probably was a little bit disappointing Isaiah Katol, but he's only 19 years old. Can't be that can't be that critical of the young kid. Did have six missed tackles. Probably likely to be paired with Cody Nickarima next week. So, did knock out 32. So, that's not too bad. Herman Essa, he was on another planet. His discipline was terrible in this one. So... Don't go anywhere near him. Black Book, Toby Couchman, really like what he I saw from him. Got 43 minutes, just got busy. So keep him in the Black Book. He's a really good player. Now, Broncos versus Tigers. Now, with the with the Broncos just smashing him, Kevy got to manage both Haas and Carrigan. So Haas actually ended up in with 47 in uh, 40. Sorry, 71 fantasy points in 47 minutes. He just looked like a big kid out there, really. He's having plenty of fun. Walshie, he was absolutely sensational. Three try six, six tackle breaks, 165 metres gain. Only issue I'll see with Walshie now is I need, especially if you don't have him, look, I might even need to sell him around Origin because I'm not too keen to hold too many Origin period, too many Origin players around Origin, but... Ponga had some good news over the weekends. He was being pretty positive about a return for himself. So I think if he's fit, he'll be origin fullback. But otherwise, I do think Walshie will be. The Broncos do have the center, best center pairing in the comp, but they were a little bit off tonight with a few demerits, especially Staggs. He had 14 of them, both super aggressive, scoring tries, and you don't get too much better than that. Now, IPAP, he continues to have a dig. The last thing with the Tigers players, look, you're going to need a few of them, especially to complete the origin period and into the back end. There is some still some good players there, right? Bateman, keep him in your sights. He'll lose another 30K. Happy falls under 600K. Dewey loses another 50K. With Dewey, is just not a fullback, but I think eventually he'll get back into the halves. That's on Sheens and Benji, who have been an absolute disaster. One shining light, Sean Bloor. He knocked out a 61 in 59 minutes. Great base. Be surprised if he's not starting next week. I just think he's a very, very good player. Great to see him actually on the field and living up to a little bit of promise in that one as well. Now, Sharks-Warriors, this is one of the games of the year. You've got to consider the conditions. Sharks up huge early. And then when you think about Toru Harris not playing for the Waz, that was one of the best comebacks I've seen, especially at Shark Park. Forget vintage SJ. This is new age SJ. They, they talked about Benji Marshall coming to age at the end of his career, but he's been even better. 89 fantasy points in this one was just all over. One try, two tries, two tackle breaks, 676 kick meters, only missed one tackle. He's so physical at the moment, running the footy, just made 80K to 776K. He is a buy. So during the origin period, the Warriors play eight out of nine games. They only miss round 16, which is an important round, but all other teams play seven. So I'm not saying overload on the team, but you need the key asset. He's a key asset. Now, Nico Hines, he knocked out a respectable 68, was absolutely scintillating in that first half. I still think he's a buy, and I'm going to buy him in round seven. So he's back to health. I think they'll in the buy period they'll get a kick up the butt from from Fitzy. Come back. They've actually lost their last three games at Shark Park. Two to start this year, plus the Cowboys semi final. 
I'll be surprised if they're not all over the Roosters come two Fridays away. Now, Jackson Ford, busy game, 14 demerits, pass mark for me, 44 fantasy points there. Jazzy showing how relevant he could be, 60 in 67, 67 minutes. He is a weapon, but unfortunately, I don't think he's going to keep those minutes. Two Sharky wingers, Katoa and Ronaldo. Ronaldo was just fighting everyone. He had a shocker. Just keep your mouth shut, son. Now, Braley and McInnes, both well off the pace. Braley had seven missed tackles in this one. McInnes, just not the same impact. A guy that you need to keep on your radar is Josh Curran. Beautiful try running off off SJ. Beautiful line. He's a sensational player. Spoke to Justin Morgan about him last week. They were concerned about his defense. That's what's keeping him out of the team at the moment. He said that Josh Curran concedes the most post-yard meters in in the whole team. So he drops 46K to 523K, but he is someone to keep on the watch list because we know his quality. So just check him out for sure. And to finish, the Doggies and Cowboys. What an exciting Sunday that was. Now, Luki he did switch to the left edge. What an absolute menace he was too. Set up a great try for Chester. With a great offload, Flano just couldn't contain him. Very nicely priced if you want to downgrade an underperforming mid at the moment there. So the switch to the left actually gives me confidence they actually want him there long-term when Nanai returns. Of course, we don't know where Luciano Leilua lies, but I do think it's a good punt. Got through 71 minutes, which I think is very encouraging for where his ACL return is as well. Now, Jacob Preston switched to the left edge, so he had a switch as well because of no Viliami kickout. was absolutely sensational. Scored 80 fantasy points. He had 98K. Scored two tries and had 47 tackles. And 125 metres gain. This guy's a first grader thrown through. Now, Matty Burton, he stepped up for a try. Sorry, they stepped up when they actually needed. Had a try assist, my apologies, and actually kicked the winning field goal as well. So, scored 62 fantasy points. Given where we are with Nico Hines, I think his lack of consistency just kind of makes you chill on him just a little bit. But great to see him kind of return his form. Great to see Grub Reynolds back as well. Just for shits and giggles, he just, I just love that bloke. Now, another great game from Reese Robson. Despite Harry Grant's stellar run, I actually think eh, I might downgrade to him round nine and get some money. I just think he'll be better during the origin period. I don't know how the origin period is going to unfold. I'd rather players that aren't involved in origin. Tom Chester, nice little prize rise there. Be interesting to see where he might lie moving forward. Is he going to maybe be on the wing? Now, Reid Marnie's defense, now a serious concern. He had 10 missed tackles in this one. So I think if you can find 100K, pay up to Robson. Finally, RFM, he had a nasty concussion in this one. So we'll drop a lot of cash. Keep you on the watch list, though, because you've got to consider he has a track record of good fantasy performances. So we'll fall kind of in the 400,000s now. So someone to keep on the radar there for sure. Now, guys, really hope you enjoyed, well, the round that was one of the cracking round fives that there was. We'll be back on Tuesday with a normal TLT podcast. Wednesday, we'll do the Q&A this week. I'm going to be away on Thursday, so I'm going to bring it forward all day. It'll be 7.30 Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time. So just remember to get in the game day squad. Plenty more to come. Really, really appreciate your company, and thanks for always tuning in. Catch up.